Good morning, family. This is Pastor Earl. How y'all doing? I hope you had a fun and safe Memorial Day. Um, You know, that can be a sad time for a lot of people, but we trust and know that those who have gone on before us, uh, should they die in Christ, we shall see them again in Jesus' name. So today's podcast, um, we're talking about the power of prayer and not just not just in the way we we're used to hearing it, but a way we can get answers in our prayer time. I don't know how many times I've talked to people and they have issues and they say, um, oh, I asked them, have you prayed about it? And they're like, yeah, but nothing happened. And so that got me to thinking that, you know, if nothing's happening and prayer is actually really powerful, what are we doing that is not allowing us to receive the fruit of this prayer, because prayer is supposed to be totally powerful. So let's look at Mark chapter two. Mark chapter two in verses one through five kind of tells us everything we need to know about prayer. Check this out. It says, and again, he, this is Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. All right. So he's a, he's a really popular guy at this point. And straightway, many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. So you couldn't even get in the door, right? That's how packed it is. And he preached the word unto them. Hallelujah. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come near unto him because of the press of the people, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, this is verse five, he said unto the sick of palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven. Wow. Okay. Let's take a peek at this. So, In order to have a recipe for success in your prayer time, three elements must exist, okay? All three of them are here in verses one through five. So let's look at the first one. The first element is verse one, okay? It says, and again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and this is Jesus entering in. And it was noise that he was in the house. The first element is Jesus has to be present at your prayer time. The Bible says, right, that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst, right? So Jesus is there. That's step number one. Invite Jesus in. If you are alone uh, and you're praying, Jesus, I invite you where I am right now. I thank you that you can see me. I invite you into this space. Share it with me and use me. Boom. He's there. Okay. What's the next element? All right. Let's, I'm glad you asked. Let's move on. So Jesus is in the house. The next element is, this is very, very important. It's in verse two. It says, and straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And get this, here's the second element. And he preached the word unto them. We have to 
when we pray, use the word of God. The Bible tells us that God honors his word above his own name. So God responds to his word. Let me give you an example. Lord, I am depressed today. I'm feeling bad. My thoughts aren't where they need to be. Help me. Amen. Okay. That's a, you know, that's a prayer. And that's not an unsincere prayer. But what if that prayer was just a little bit different? What if I looked up all kinds of scriptures on fear or anxiety or depression and I used those scriptures in my prayer time? Then it could sound something like this because God responds to his word, right? So I'm looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. And I'm saying, Lord... I invite you in. Jesus, come sit next to me. I invite you here. I've asked him to come in. He's in the house. Next thing, next element, I'm giving him his word. Jesus, you said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 that I can cast down all imaginations that are that exalt themselves higher above your knowledge of who you are. So in the name of Jesus, every depressive thought that tries to exalt itself in my mind over who God is, I bring that into captivity, every thought to the obedience of you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, that prayer has to work. Why? Because God holds his word higher than his own name. So verse 5 says, casting down this is 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what I did in my prayer. And I use God's word to confirm it. God's word is the second element. When you pray, when Jesus has been invited in and then the second element is the word of God is brought in, the last element is the Holy Spirit that comes and does the work. The Holy Spirit has to come because God is responding to his word. There is the secret to answered prayer. You need all three elements in order for it to work. So praise God. I hope this helps you. Um, it's really helped and blessed me. I pray differently now. Um, I started praying like this back in the day when I first became a Christian and God brought this to my attention. And then over the years, I just kind of stopped and I prayed differently. And lately, the past two weeks, I've been praying like this again and things have been happening. People's lives have been changing who I've prayed for, you know, and, and I've been praying for myself and things have been changing. My mind has changed. It's been amazing. So I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to give God his word back to him and watch him send that Holy Spirit and watch it work. So thank you, family. Love you. Um, again, if you have questions, hit me up, you know, shoot me an email, give me a call, snag my arm at church, whatever you got to do. Um, God wants to grow us. God wants us to be all we can be. So thank you for letting me be on this journey with you. God bless. <music>